Speedway. Welcome back, Kittitas Valley Sports Talk fans, to your 100th episode of your Kittitas Valley zero. Sports Talk podcast. Guys, we are at a century mark now. If I have an applause button, but I don't know what I was just going to say, you didn't program an applause. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. 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 So, uh, congratulations, fellas. You're, congratulations. And, and, and we're missing we're missing Lucas, Luke Olson, but... Uh, he's listening. I'm sure he's, he's, he's listening. listening. He's probably at a ball in Seattle somewhere in a suit dancing. So yeah. we didn't want to interrupt that with him and his high life. He lives now as a golf pro. But um, what what a road this has been to get to where we're at today. Yes. A lot of fun, huh? Awesome. 100 episodes. Yep. Talking to incredible people, mm-hmm. including today, who we'll introduce here in a little bit. But mm-hmm. 100 episodes starting in your old house. Yep. In the old office, we've been in the, we've been in a few uh, uh, different podcast rooms. Yep. We're in, we're now in the we're, corner. We're in a new one today. We're in the corner in office the, studio. That's right, <laughs> the new bunker. The new bunker. Yeah, we moved yeah. on up. It, the parking's a lot better. At the new bunker. I'm just saying out there. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, and we've had a lot of people. And uh, something that where John thought it was going to last three episodes. Just I'm telling you. And look where yeah. we're at now. So. I know. This is awesome. I was The only reason, I mean, when you told me, I, I can still, I don't remember the exact phone call or whatever like that. But when you brought it up, I'm like, I don't know what I could do to be interesting. And based off of my wife and daughter's uh, listens, I don't know if I am interesting. But, uh, <laughs> but like, I'm like. The only reason I'm doing it is because I'm like, all right, I get along with you, sir, and this will be fun, and so let's uh, let's do it. And you know, clearly, I'm. You saw the raw talent. That's a hundred percent. We just needed to polish it up, absolutely. And we yeah. polished it up by bringing Sammy Henderson on, Mister Mister. It was really funny. I ran into Eric at a AU. Yes, camp, and. Uh, I listened to the podcast and I was like, "Hey, if you ever want me on, I think that's what I said. Hey, if you ever want me on, I'm I'm totally open. I'd love to." And then not so long, he was like, "All right, you're in." I'm like, "Awesome!" Like he's like, "I was like, what, what are we gonna talk about?" He's like, "No, we want you to be a part of the show now." And I was like, "You're on the crew." I, I didn't. I, okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally Deal. down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm gonna tell you though, you make it sound like it was just like a. Just quick decision. I mean, there was an incredible vetting process. Yeah, absolutely. Signing vetting bonus. process. Signing yeah. bonus. Yes. Yeah. 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 You had to promise not. You had to promise not to show up to work naked anymore. <laughs> anymore. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. There had to be pants. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> There's one rule. No, but it, it's been awesome, and it's it is fun, man. It is it's fun. fun. It is fun. Look forward to this thing. I'm just glad that you know. There's a lot of cool. Uh, characters in this valley mm-hmm. that have are doing cool things or have done, gone on to do cool things and it's just fun to listen to their story or just highlight them a little bit and mm-hmm. we talk about stats or rankings or placings or or you know who did this who did what but it's like really fun to hear mm-hmm. kids or adults talk about the dream they got to chase and yeah it's fun absolutely yeah well, we got we got a really cool guest lined up, but I think before we bring him on, we need to cover. Uh, there's a lot going on right now. We're recording this um, the last or second to last week in February. We're towards the end here, and we got four teams going to the regional tournament. That's right. Uh, for hoops, we just wrapped up a wrestling state tournament. 
the Wildcats just knocked off those guys from the other side of the mountain over yes. there in that purple and Viking yes, thing. You suck. You do suck because you lost in <laughs> overtime, you suckers. Uh, it was That was a cool night. Uh, John O'John watched on TV. Sammy, you worked it. I yeah. was there as a fan. And it's always a great night when you beat Western, especially it's, in overtime. Right. It feels good. And I know Coach Renta, uh, you know, he played ball and when it – the, there was still football at Western, and the rivalry was bigger than what it is now. And yeah. so uh, talking with him afterwards, it's always a satisfying feeling to win that game. And just like go down the line, there's a great game. Overtime, thriller, mm-hmm. it, everything. And so much on the line for both teams. Central flopped Western for that sixth spot in the GNAC, which you got to get to get to the tournament. So, I mean, there was a – it was a big game, but there was there was a lot on the line. You know, and we were talking about this before before we turned the mics on about, or I think I brought it up how, you know, we had a comfortable lead, but I wasn't like laid back comfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was always like if Western would jack a couple of threes, all of a sudden it's one possession ball game. So right. it was never like where we had fifteen points, you well, know, cushion. And, and not and, only that, coming off of what the we still have in the back of our minds not too long ago where we held a big lay- lead with what a minute and a half yeah, that's not mm-hmm. to go, you yeah. know, and that's painful enough. So yeah, yeah it, I, I'm with you. We were sitting there not, not comfortable. And, and anytime you're in a rivalry game, the team's going to go on a run and yeah. Western did that. Yeah. Uh, but the Wildcats prevail. Heck yeah, they did. Hopefully a good week this week. Hopefully they can knock off St. Martin's and, and um, Western Oregon, Western Oregon yeah, and, and get themselves in the theory, they need at least one of those wins to get into the tournament. Mm-hmm. At least one. And if like John always says, it just win, baby. You just win, you just win, baby. That's right. And we got to talk about the Central Washington women, too, because mm-hmm. Central is fighting for their position in the – for the GNAC tournament, uh, the Central women are are third. They're, they're nineteen right now, and six. I'm telling you, and they play. Uh, they're on the road to St. Martin's and Western Oregon as well. Which you know, on the stat sheet in the standings, those should be uh, two convincing W's by double digits. Yeah, um, they, but they, they just won as of fifteen minutes ago. Oh, Saint okay, one hundred nice. to seventy four. Okay. Triple digits for the ladies tonight. Hey, that's, that's free awesome. chalupa days, yeah. I think. Sam free Bowman, chalupa. 21 and 14. It was a good day. Thank you for that live update. You're welcome. That's, what I do. that's right. So um, then all we got to do is take care of business on Saturday. That's right. It's going to be uh, it's, it's a lot of fun to track this and follow this thing. And I'm assuming it'll all be on YouTube live feed, except for Sammy. He'll be there, I believe, watching the GNAC tournament. I will week. be there um, helping the rivals. Western. Mm-hmm. Well, just tell them how nice our arena is going to be compared to that. Excuse theirs. me, what? I'm really, <laughs> I'm really just planting myself as a mole and going to tear them down from the inside. Sounds 100%. good to me. Yeah. Sounds I good to me. It. Yeah. Another um, reason why we brought them onto the podcast. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do we we want to talk some wrestling results real quick? Or you know what? Right I've, I've done some studying. All right. Let's and uh, wrestling insider. Do 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 do. Well, I I thought I was a wrestling insider, but for everybody who listened to the podcast last last week, uh-huh. I mean, Sammy, Sammy had it all down. Sammy's got it all down. I was inside for a week. If you need, I, know, I feel like I'm on the outside. If you need a guy to run a wrestling tournament, Sammy is the guy. Sammy's I've guy. got some experience. Yeah, Put that on the resume. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, both kid task. And Cleelum in the uh, in the two B level, and then Ellensburg at the two A level had multiple uh, wrestlers there. Hats off to Ellensburg. The Bulldogs took fifth mm-hmm. in a very very competitive two uh, A uh, a two A uh, tournament. So Othello, who just 
ran through whatever the heck they wanted to do. I thought they were going to come away with the crown, but Othello came away with third, which just shows you how like strong I think I don't have it in front of me, but Ording. Uh, won the 2A tournament. But Ellensburg came in fifth. They had uh, uh, Francisco. He took state championship, right? 152-pound state champion. I think that was my third grade weight. (laughs) 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 trying to think. (laughs) Francisco Ayala. He, uh, yeah, man. What year is he? Do we know? Uh I don't know what year he is, but he's a man. He's a state champion. He's a state yeah. champion. Um, uh, Jack Eiler at 126 mm-hmm. took fourth place. Uh, Ellensburg had two wrestlers at 170. Uh, Breck Hammond, a, f- a fan a f- of the Anderson family. family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, is it Logan Stolen as well? So uh, Logan took fourth at 170, and Breck took sixth. Interesting. Uh, they had to wrestle each other in the consolation semifinal uh, with with Stolen getting the W, and uh, uh, which is kind of interesting. Uh, those guys probably know each other's moves backwards and forwards. Right. And then uh, Sean Davis at 182 uh, took sixth place. And then uh, a girl wrestler, Ellensburg Girls, uh, Sailor Walker took sixth as well uh, for the uh, Bulldog uh, women's wrestling team. And then... Uh, Cleolum had a couple of guys uh, uh, wrestle as well. Um, Botten at 132 uh, didn't place, but uh, Josiah Bider at 170 placed sixth. Um, and then Kittitas, uh, Jonathan Jones made it to the final at 138, uh, placed second. Josiah Skins there at 152 placed fourth. Uh, Simon Jones and Tommy Sheely both made the tournament, but uh, didn't get into the top six. But... Um, just a great tournament for um, for all three schools, but Ellensburg wrestling with one, two, three, four, five boys and five men and and uh, one lady placing uh, in the top six. That's that's awesome. So mm-hmm. hats off to to all the wrestlers there. And I'm telling you, Matt Classic in the Tacoma Dome is just a it's a phenomenal tournament. Um, just a really put it on your bucket list, Sammy. I got to get there. I actually. I was just going to say, it's one of those things I feel like I need to go to. Now. Yeah. It's just a, it's a really fun tournament. Um, and so, yeah, but congratulations to the grapplers. That's right. Yeah. That's exciting news. And yeah. that's always been a successful sport in our Valley uh, over the many years. And, and so also has been hoops lately. And we got some teams. I know the Ellensburg girls playing at home tonight. Um, and then the Cleelum on the road, I believe, heading yes. somewhere. And it's cool. it's going to be a fun weekend of watching basketball. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah, the Ellsberg, you know, they have a heck of a draw. Yeah, they get Squim, who is, what, second or third RPI? Second in the RPI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but With they, only two losses. But their strength of schedule, it, it reminds me of a lot of, uh, of Ellsberg last year while we weren't number one because of strength of schedule. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, it was an interesting draw that they actually get placed eighth. Uh, Pro- well, they, Prosser higher at four, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, Squim, I think it was Renton that beat them of all by like three or four points, so like a one or maybe a two-possession ball game. And, and uh, that's going to be – I mean, no matter what, they're in. They're in. And but they, you don't want to go in on Wednesday. You want to go in on Thursday. Yeah, so and I think they – I think they they should. I mean, we we haven't talked. I don't think we talked about it since they played their no. their district championship. Ellensburg, you know, I wouldn't say their closest game. They saw at Eastlake, who by the way is like a top four in the four A, 
or 3A, who we beat by six. So that should tell you something about this team. Uh, they are number four in the 4A, pardon me. Right. East Lake. Right. Yeah. And so uh, that was the closest game we had so far. And I think it was, what, six or eight. And uh, Prosser gave Ellensburg everything they could want in the game. I mean, they led at one point in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter. In We're not fourth, talking about first quarter. Right. In yeah. Fourth quarter. And so, uh, you know, there's so much we could go into detail about what happened in that game. But I think what I took away from that, number one, I think Prosser walked away feeling like winners. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear parents in the beginning talking about, well, at least we're here. At least we get to play a quality team before we get to the tournament. Like, you know, they came in, but they gave us every shot that they had. Mm-hmm. And I could walk away saying Ellensburg just made Prosser a better team, maybe even the second best team in the state. So I'm going to piggyback on that because I'm, I'm going to agree with you, Sammy. And because so last year Prosser came into the tournament the 11th seed. And they're playing on Saturday. And now they're coming in as four seed with that all that experience. Unfortunately, we won't get – I mean, I don't want to – I'm not a coach, so I can do this. I, I don't want to say that I just expect us to walk through state, but, you know, there's a pretty good chance that we're going to see Ellensburg playing on, on mm-hmm. Saturday night for the championship. And I would love to see Prosser do it because – but I think I, – I think depending sweet. on where they're set, I think – I wouldn't be surprised that they meet each other – in the tournament, That's yeah, what I'll I say. think I think they will. I think they will play a fourth time. Yeah, and I think it's pretty good chance it's going to be the semifinals unless something happens. But right. gosh, can you imagine a a CWAC finale? Right. Well, we talk. You know, you know, it's really good. It's good for Ellensburg to get this test. It's good for them to play. They need a game where they really have to give it for four quarters. Yep. And Prosser's done that three times now. Yep. Against a team, and came up short. Like. They know what it takes to win basketball games against elite They're teams. They're so good. They're an and incredible so, team. You know, we, we, I think we had an average margin of victory of over 20-something. Like, it, you know, we kind of beat them pretty bad. That third game, I mean, they, they knew what it took. And I, one thing about Prosser, Ellensburg, I think if they play again, we'll, we'll beat them by 20. Uh, it'll be, look more like the first couple times. But they've got Prosser, they've got a freshman – that can play some ball. And they got a sophomore that can play some ball. Like, this is going to be a battle we're going to watch for the next few years, and I'm excited for it. But yeah. I think our girls are in a good spot to take it again. But they had, they had, you know, one of two things happened. Either Prosser came to play or the, they're giving people some good film on how to play against Ellensburg. Right. Um, but that film's not going to show you is Olivia got in some foul trouble. Yeah. Lana Mars got in foul trouble. Yeah. You know, that's a big part. two bigs are yeah. – can we we got to talk about Othello too a little bit because they're coming in as a ten seed and correct me if I'm wrong I think they got a central signing Did, yeah. is there a, a Othello player I believe so yeah I think I remember seeing that but I couldn't tell you who it was yeah so uh, and in uh, another central signing um, uh, Riley 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 pardon me sorry Riley uh, so. I, I mean, I think, I mean, Othello on paper is not going to be, you know, and on the standings, they don't look as good as Ellensburg or Prosser, but I, I they see can make them, some noise. Absolutely. I, I see them playing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think, I think the CRX is going to show up well. And I, I do believe <laughs> that Ellensburg's made both those teams a much better, better. team. Uh, and they're yeah. going to, they're going to come to play. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys. Cleelum, well, we can we yeah. let, let's talk about Cleelum as well. So, the Cleelum boys, um, 
kind of didn't go out kinda, the way you'd want to go. Exactly. They, they, they've uh, started, or, or what's the word? There's a couple of speed bumps speed yeah. on the playoff road of life, but mm-hmm. they're still here. You're so there. their total body work still gets them there. They come in as the 14th seed. Uh, they have to travel to play uh, Wakaikam, mm-hmm. which uh, they're the team that beat Kittitas in 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. In the state regional, uh, I guess that's three years you ago. You ever been so. to Wakaikum? What's that? You ever been to that high school? I have not. I've been there. The Mules. I've been there. Why would you have gone there? Yeah, that's a random one. <laughs> um, they they used to be, uh, man. I, they we played them. I want to believe they're one A, right? They used well, to they're they're two B now. They used to be one A, probably. Yeah, yeah. probably. And we were playing uh, in. A two A conference for football. We were three th- A for everything else, but football we were two A. And Port Townsend, we'd play oh, Foster. Yeah. We, it was a two A one A split, and so we got it mixed up mixed up with the Wakayakum. Man, that's and and you go to the ocean, and you're like, these are where these little oh, schools are. It was are, muddy and nasty. Right? It yeah. was raining. All those little it, towns oh, everywhere. Awesome. There. Oh yeah. Oh, and the good thing is, you had to, you know, go on a five-hour bus ride. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I can't remember if that was a ferry ride. No, that was Port Townsend. That was the yeah. Ferry yeah. Ride. Oh, that oh was man. Uh, and the uh, the Cleolum, uh girls, uh, they're ranked tenth. Um, they take on Upper Columbia Academy mm-hmm. uh, at uh, a familiar joint, Ellensburg High School, on Saturday, I believe. Yeah. Right? Um, no so. That's an eight o'clock tip-off, according to our friends of the WIAA. Mm-hmm. And uh, when does Ellensburg girls? Friday night. Just bought my tickets today. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I fully expect to see Ellensburg, Cleelum, Cleelum, mm-hmm. uh playing on Thursday, not Wednesday. Yep. I really hope to see. Yeah, I'll get them. All done. three teams get that first. Get them. Sadly, I'll be at a tournament this weekend. Won't be able to watch any games, and next weekend I'll be at GNAX. I won't be able to watch another state game mm. in person. I will report. We'll text live well, from I, the Sunday. I'll have the NFHS, and I'll see oh, some yeah. stuff, but it's nothing nothing like being there. Yep. I'm sad uh, about that. I haven't reminded my wife of how next weekend is the official SWX on the TV all weekend as the 2B state tournament for Spokane will be on my TV all day long. My favorite <laughs> tournament. It's going to be awesome. Yep. Mixed in with an Ellensburg uh, girls feed. Yes. With the NFHS. So, uh, well, let's uh, wrap this thing up because we got a good interview followed up in this one. You know, we used to, when we started this thing moon, many moons ago, we always had a great interview highlighting someone from the Valley. And this one is up there at the top of, of the highlights. Uh, pretty fired up to have him on, especially for the 100th episode. But uh, it's spring. It's been cold. The wind's blowing. And that means baseball season is here next week. It's As a matter of fact, it's when high school kids report to practice on the diamond. And it's going to be a great spring because I know that I can speak for us out at Kittitas. I know the Cleelum team is going to be pretty darn solid. And the Ellensburg Bulldogs are going to be really good. Um, and, and we're there. And we were lucky enough to have Casey Kelly, Bulldog alumni, Washington State University alumni, and a guy that played in the minor leagues for a few years for the the Anaheim Angels organization. And, That's right. And, and it's a really powerful interview. I've uh, been lucky enough to know Casey for a little while now. And, and uh, just it's a cool journey of his story and, and life of baseball and, and the path that he's been through. So hopefully you guys all enjoy this. We're going to wrap up. This is it for us. We're going to let Casey's interview wrap up this episode. And look forward to hearing from everybody and, and give this thing a share when you uh, get a chance. Here's Casey.
All right, Valley Sports Talk fans, we are back with a guy that we've been really looking forward to having on. He's been in discussions for quite some time to come on the podcast. Casey Kelly, welcome to the Valley Sports Talk. It's a pleasure to finally be on. Absolutely. Well, we we always like to highlight, you know, this Valley has had such great players and athletes come from it, and and your name was always on that list for us when we started this thing. So is yours, country. I don't, <laughs> not with this guy in the room. Okay, okay. okay. See, you can Google our stats and – they're not comparable. That's <laughs> okay. So, and his is in the minor league, and his actually is on baseball reference. So. You're a little bit below I'm Mendoza line. Is that what you're saying? So, yeah, yeah, that's right. So, but Casey, you know, you know what a what a cool career in your baseball growing up, and and uh, I think what I want to talk about, and let's start with the beginning. You know, growing up playing baseball as an Ellensburg Bulldog. Well, uh, it was an interesting time um, mm-hmm. in those uh, mid '90s. Um, we had some great athletes. Um, I was fortunate enough to, uh, run down and also play summer ball for the packs. And we had, you know, we brought a few Ellensburg guys with us. One was John Hallett and he was really the one that kind of put a little spotlight on the Ellensburg Valley there for, for, I mean, since maybe James Shipley or something playing baseball. And so I got a lot of exposure just catching bullpens down there for the packs. I was a big kid, left-handed swinger. I wasn't playing much, but during BP, shoot, I was parking balls all the time, and that kind of got the scouts' eyes. So, um, Chris Sperry was one of the uh, one of the guys that um, probably one of the most influential uh, guys um, helping me with my swing, and uh, everything kind of. Um, after that sophomore year, we went to uh, well. Let's back up. Very competitive with Sela during the season, and we had a good team. We just couldn't quite bust through the playoffs, um, and um, it was it was unfortunate because we had some really good good talent, uh, fast guys and uh, guys with good arms, um, fairly decent pitching, um, and plenty plenty of power, especially with the old yard we used to play at. Oh yeah, left hander there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, even though that wind came in from right field, it still wasn't much for a, you know, what was it, a 200-foot shot? Or, right. right. I mean, <laughs> right. You can still poke it. Fast. You know what? You deserve, you, you've earned the right to say that was that was 320. That's right. right. Yeah. 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 I think most shots were at least 320. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I used to all field. That's right. Um, so uh, pack ball that sophomore year, we ended up going to regionals. And uh, Billings, Montana, still, I didn't play probably the second half of the season. It was pretty frustrating. Um, and I probably I just, I won't get into that any further. It's just, that's the way it was. And, uh, but lots of exposure and kind of uh, set me up pretty well for that junior season. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Time with the pack. That was always kind of an interesting time. Is Being the was. Ellensburg guy going down there. Yeah. Kid has guy now, going down explain there. Explain to somebody who has no idea what PAC is. I'm from Seattle. <laughs> guy had two, I've, what's PAC? Legion ball team. Mm-hmm. It's called just P-A-C-K? Well, it's the, um, it was the Yakima Valley Pepsi PACs at the time. I can't gotcha. how many times. Mm-hmm. It probably changed names. Yeah. There was also the Yakima Valley Be- Beatles. Beatles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it was all a geographical line that they split for gathering these kids um, gotcha. f- 
for that Yakima Valley. Um, and it was uh, Beatles always had good teams too, good coaches, and it was always a battle. Um, so did you play against Hatterberg, and then you were teammates, I believe, or were no? Were no, you, no. I was, um, in fact, um, no, he was um, six, seven years in front of me. Was he? Okay. Um, when I was a freshman, the last guy I remember was a guy named Ryan Fox. Okay. Who's still scouting these days. Yeah. Yep. Um, he was a catcher. Mm-hmm. And um, for the packs. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it's funny because a lot of those Beatles guys ends up end up being like great um, college buddies, yeah. even though we might have see, one joined us sophomore, junior year at WSU. Um, a few of them went on to play for the U and we were still good buds there. And then I ended up joining uh, two of the UW guys when we were playing for Cedar Rapids <laughs> yeah. in my league. Wow. So well, a, lot of, a lot of history between a couple of the guys. Oh yeah. And when Sammy, like that's a, that's a heated rivalry, like the pack beetle games when they were Pac both. Beetle? Good. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it was like Archer would be up in the press box playing circus music while they're taking any Audi. <laughs> Seriously, so it's, oh, it's, the it's same fun. Region. Where did yeah. so what? Where was that line that Pack drew from? Like, what was the teams? You, what schools? Like, well, we had uh, Ellsberg, Natchez, Sela, West Valley, East Valley, and Nat. Did I say Natchez? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, None of the Othello or East. So was East that was that the Beatles? Too. The Beatles were like Eisenhower, Davis. Yeah, they were they, AAA, so like, okay, lower AAA. Valley okay, schools. Okay, and okay. There okay. were a couple others yeah. on there, smaller schools. Like the top initials, and they'd go off yeah. to the lower valley for yeah. that, I believe. And, but yeah. they were always the, I don't know. <laughs> they were, <laughs> they were <laughs> packed games. There was always a lot of energy, and uh, those damn yeah. gals in the oh. stands with the bells. And they'd go, beetle, 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 beetle. <laughs> it was so annoying. There was only one way to shut them up. That That's a 400-foot shot over the, the back of the uh, the street back there. That's right. Right. So, did, oh, it, did it take some getting used to playing against guys or playing with guys that you would compete against and at, at the high school level? Or did you welcome, like, I respect the talent, even though we're competitors we're teammates right now or, or was there some rivalries that carried over into summer Legion ball? Oh, the, um, totally. Cause that rivalry between us and Sela and the archers and Ellsberg go yeah. way back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, but, um, at an earlier age, um, through my, my dad and one of the dads down there, um, racquetball and growing up AAU basketball I befriended um, a family named uh, the Douglases and they had uh, two of their boys were very active in sports as I was one was my age the youngest of the boys and uh, I remember when I walked into uh, that armory for the oh, yeah. sign up mm-hmm. and everything and I, you could hear him out of nowhere he's just got that loud voice all energy you know, and he and he comes around. He's like, "Case, you're staying with me all summer." <laughs> Sweet, okay, we got yeah. that. And uh, hopefully, I wouldn't have to travel as much, and this could be good. Maybe I wouldn't have to work as much. And, and uh, that's right. So I was like one of the fifth boys. They had a big family, and um, 
fit right in. But I tell you what, when it was Helensburg versus Sela time, it was it was it was gritty. Yeah, yeah. Well, it uh, still is. Like, it still is. Yeah, yeah. I had the most fun competing against my best friends. Like, some it brings out something different. You know, totally you compete with each other yeah. and practice when you play together, <laughs> things like that. And then when you're, oh, yep, nothing well, felt better. It's bragging rights, trash oh, talk, so and a rivalry that is 365 well, days. There's, there's a different set of trash talk <laughs> with somebody that you love, and you know it doesn't matter what I say to them. It, right here on the field, afterwards we're boys. Yeah, like, yeah. It's a, and so you can say some stuff where your your friends are like, "What did you, what did you say?" <laughs> yeah. Like, I, yeah. Like, don't worry, don't worry. Yep. <laughs> it's so it gets it gets nasty. It does. Yeah. Uh, I remember with Pete on the basketball court, nothing to do with baseball, but we were always screwing around, throwing elbows, and getting pretty rough underneath the hoop. <laughs> and uh, the uh, refs called fouls on both of us. We're sitting there kind of smiling about the whole thing. Finally, they had to stop the game and <laughs> talk to the both of us and the coaches. And we kind of had to film in what was going on, and it kind of eased up after that point. But they, <laughs> We know each other. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Just the way it was. If this comes to blows, it'll be at one of our houses. Just yeah. so you know. One of the most interesting and um, – Oh, I don't know how to explain it, but Chris Magruder yeah. grew up here in Ellensburg, boy. And um, his sophomore year, in between freshman and sophomore year, his family uh, made a made a business move and um, um, had to move down to Lower Valley and ended up in West Valley. And so um, sophomore, junior, senior year against him, playing with him in packs. And uh, he was probably one of the, I would say probably one of the top two athletes and and five star type guys in in baseball you could find around here. He was an absolute animal in football. I remember how many concussions he's got, but <laughs> and that that wasn't only from like football. Like he was taking out <laughs> catchers and <laughs> he was out for a week or two before the. The good old days. Yeah. <laughs> head drum and injury and the concussion protocol came along. So um, when I, let's see, I was dead set on going playing pro ball out of high school. Had a great junior year, great sophomore year, and uh, kind of focused straight ahead. After that uh, junior year, I was um, – Blue Chip All-American, and uh, a lot of talks. I was, I was, uh, I was, <laughs> I couldn't even see college in the in the headlights. Break my arm with a collision with a catcher in district playoffs. Uh, I mean, clean, I mean, right in half, right across Your the junior guards. year, senior year? Or? Yeah, senior year. And that quick, it just kind of shattered all dreams of, of playing pro ball. Didn't even know if I was going to be playing baseball at the time. Um, Rocky still picked me up in the 50-something. And uh, hadn't even talked with the college yet. Two weeks later, I get a call from Wazoo, and they're like, you know, we got you a three-quarter ride. You're coming here. Hadn't even spoken with the coaches yet. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank God. How did it? How did it? 
how did that come up? Like you said, you never spoke with the coaches yet. So did somebody vouch for you? Somebody? Or well, I'm guessing, you know, they, they probably saw us play against some of the Seattle teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Archer, Sperry, you know, the connections with the college coaches. But they, you know, and as high school kids, the the coaches don't get too involved or at least don't let you know they're involved with scouts and stuff. They don't want you to get a big head. They don't want mm-hmm. to, all this stuff. And I just I just assumed that was the case. Um we get to uh, freshman orientation, and all the freshmen meet, and still at that point, Magruder hadn't been picked up. So I'm telling our coaches, "You got to get this guy. You know, whatever you got to do, we got to. I'll split my scholarship. You're gonna. I'm. I'm telling you, this would be a mistake if you let him. Let him go." Two, three weeks later, UW picks him up. Oh. And for the next three years, he kicks the living shit out of us single-handedly. <laughs> yeah. You go look at those games, yeah. it was all Magruder. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. And it was like a, with a vengeance, too. He was pissed. <laughs> yeah. And that's, uh, that's the way he played. Um, so, anyways, still good buddies about the whole thing. But, man, I hated seeing him wear, wear purple. No, I mean, we hate most people wearing purple, but uh, other than Sammy, he's a Husky, resident Husky fan. You got to have one for Wearing maroon, though. Yeah, I know. Anytime, that. anytime yeah. it's three on Crimson. one, I just kind of cower in the corner. Like, I don't yeah. want to get yeah. into it. Yeah. Well, okay, so your time with that Washington State, was Bobo still the coach? Or did no. You play for, or who was the no, coach? No, he was gone by two years. Okay. It was uh, Steve Farrington. Okay, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Local guy. Tri-Cities. Bobo was always around and uh, was always in the stands and uh, – Showed up from time to time, sit on the bench, and, and yeah, like he was still coaching. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Did you did you know Wazoo's program or were your sights set on pro ball until you got your arm broken? I mean, so you didn't even consider it. So no, was I, it a I, risk or were you more relieved that, hey, I can still play ball? I was relieved that I could still play ball, but at the time didn't know it. What I, th- what I, what I feel was – Mechanics of my arm mending, we didn't put a rod in it, and that was the biggest mistake. So it kind of grew back crooked and with a twist, and I think it changed the mechanics of the way I held the bat. Mm -hmm. So it took until my sophomore year to figure this thing out. And unfortunately, I wish I I would have got redshirted. They played me right out the bat. I had a shoulder surgery, too, coming right in my freshman year. And just barely made it in time for that first series in, in uh, at Hawaii, uh, and I'm, they've stuck me out left field. <laughs> <laughs> Expect me to throw this ball to the home plate or something, I guess. But yeah. uh, what position did you play prior? Catcher, first base. Catcher, first base. That's yeah. a big difference. <laughs> I love catching, man. I could, I could just go home happy just being dirty and nothing get by it and throwing guys out man i love calling the game being in it second best spot was first base yeah so had good hands but uh i had a quick arm but i didn't have a great arm from like the outfield so catching getting rid of it was was easy to do what was what was your attitude like when they were like you're in left field now you're an outfielder now like, did you know that going going in when they brought you in, or were you expecting to play catcher first base? I was expecting to play catcher first base. <laughs> so, because so, I'm thinking of most kids nowadays, if they came in expecting to play catcher first base, 
And they got moved to outfield. First thing they're doing is throwing up on Twitter. I can't believe this happened. Blah, blah, <laughs> yeah, blah, blah, right. blah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the second, attitude is going to go downhill. What? What was what was your attitude like? I mean, initially, and you mean you were what eighteen, nineteen years old? Yeah, eighteen. Yeah. Yep. What, um, what was that like? I'm sure since there was no cell phones, I got on the phone and called my parents about it. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> uh, but at the same time, you're starting as a freshman, right? That feels pretty good, and um, as long as you got to hit, that was in, that was all in my head. But still, I was not ready. Um, I was ready physically, but maturity-wise, I don't think I was there yet. Plus this injury thing, and I just wish I would have had an extra year because, boy, I'd, I'd have all sorts of records. I hit one out my freshman year. Yeah, give me a break. Yeah, I think I missed the all time by two. Oh no, you got one. <laughs> you got one out. Yeah, home run. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what and, uh, was it that the team? needed you at that point or was redshirting in college baseball not a not a big not a deal thing. then or I don't know I just uh you know coach Farrington and the and the staff loved big guys mm. physical guys and if you would have seen this team walking off a bus you would have thought it was probably a juco football team <laughs> really? yeah. they were we were big yeah uh Go look at the go look at the weights and heights. You're gonna be like, holy shit! <laughs> and uh, anyways, there were more than enough guys that could have played. It wasn't like we were short town or anything, but they wanted to get me going. I guess I don't know. So some of your highlights at Washington State, and I know I I don't know if I've told this in the podcast, but I remember being at a clinic in Portland recently, recently within the last five years, and uh, Todd Gibson gets an award. <laughs> and he gets this award. Oh, he, you, he thanks yeah. the entire coaching staff, and your name's added because you're helping coaching right, for Allensburg. And then next up, Pat Casey. Casey gets an award, <laughs> and you can tell he's the most. He's like, he doesn't want to be. Up. He doesn't want this. I don't want to be up here. Yep. And he instantly goes, Ellensburg guy, where are you? Todd, yeah, you. Hey, did you say Casey Kelly? Because I'm still pissed that he hit a home run against us. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Hey, tell yeah. us that story because yeah. I want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there were there were a few against Oregon State. That was a. Mm-hmm. I just had good series against him. Yeah. Uh, I think if I uh, if I ever had a choice, I think Pat would have been a good, a really good one to play for. Dang it! Mm-hmm. Um, but um, shoot, our our staff was more than capable. We had great guys. Uh, um, we just kind of like Ellsworth ball. We just couldn't go get it across the finish line um, or get to that next next series. Um, but, uh, yeah, there was another Andrew Jackets. Holy cow. That was uh, – he's still coaching these days too down in California, I think. He's, well, in fact, I think he got coach of the year. Oh, really? Last year or the year before. Um, dang it. This guy was like – it wasn't overpowering. It was kind of like Maddox. Keep you, keep you off balance, but he had this nasty, nasty curve. And uh, after hitting the first one out off a of fastball, I can't remember what series earlier in our career because we were about the same age, uh, I got steady doses of this curveball. And for a while, he owned me there. And I had to learn to hit that big, you know, 11-5 <laughs> type curve. And, and uh, it, it moved. It was a big one. So... But our coaches, when I got there to Wazoo, it was 
did totally something different than I was ever used to. I was a pull hitter for most of my career, a few out to center and all that. And get to Wazoo, and they're talking about this level with metal bats that nobody's going to throw you inside. So you better start figuring out how to hit the ball the other way. Yeah. Shoot, I bet you at least half to three-quarter of all my home runs were center, left, center. Really? Yeah. Wow. And um, so that, that absolutely helped. That probably helped make you a complete hitter that prepared you to play pro baseball, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Going from metal bat to wood, but mm-hmm. you know, all I had to do was look for something up at that point and react, not just kind of a an inside spot or one spot. Get that ball up, and I got you. And those bats were probably good ones with the bat. The ball actually traveled, <laughs> like compared to the ones we got now. Yeah, yeah right. The BB cores. That yep. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That last year, that junior year, they they um, we had those drop drop fives. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I remember going through three bats that year. <laughs> wow. I absolutely pancaked one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and when I figured out, or, uh, you know, us being kind of, um, oh, I don't know, <laughs> superstitious, right? Yeah. Go play the same way every time, do your routine. I even held the bat a certain way. And so the second bat that I got started getting a, a little bit of a crack in it. And I felt like it was kind of pancaked. It wasn't pancaked yet. It wasn't ruined. Yeah. But I felt like there was this little sweet spot on one spot. And I thought, well, don't hold it this way. You're going to gonna pop them up. Don't <laughs> hit it down. So that's what I did. Finally, I ended up turning that sand. And it was successful. <laughs> but finally, they, you know, low budget over there at the time, too. Yeah. I had to, like, I don't know, get on my knees and beg and plead to get this third bat, something that was straight <laughs> for the last, I don't know, month. <laughs> and uh, turned one into a BP bat, the mm-hmm. other one for just games. Yeah. I can only imagine a Pac-12 hitter with a negative five that's only allowed in middle school now. Holy crap! <laughs> like, <laughs> why uh, did they do that? I well, it's a yeah. Uh, take, just take uh, it was that off. Was, yeah, ball speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was killing people. Yeah. 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 yeah, but I don't know. I'm still caught on the fence. I mean, yes, it uh, those balls are coming off the bats further, but yeah, I was putting just as many out with a drop three. Right, which I used since Little League. Yeah, the Easton. I mean, Easton was my thing all the yeah. way up. Dang. The tan ones, the black magic, the, yeah. the green and silver, the the red <laughs> and black. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. When when you broke when you broke your arm, and you know the pro, where you you said you know there went the pro career for, at that point, or you were just worried about just getting back to baseball. When you got, um. You know, the wind back in your sails when you went to Wazoo, was the goal still to get drafted again, go to pro baseball, or were you just trying to, like, get over the soldier sur- surgery and the arm and everything like that? Was no, pro was, always on the radar no matter what? Yeah, it was total focus to get back on track and go play some big league balls. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I picked a major until my – Junior year, really? When they yeah. made, when they made you, yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> I was kind of going in as criminal justice. Yeah. Took a ride with state patrolman in the middle of that freshman sophomore year, and after that first ride along, which was don't get me wrong, it was a blast. You're driving fast, you're chasing down bad guys, but this <laughs> yeah. we had this stop. Some kids going to the concert over the gorge, throwing beer cans out on the road or something, and we pulled them over, and uh, 
One of them was getting a deal. Well, I don't remember how long I sat in the car just for the stop, but that was probably two hours. Came back into town. You had to process them, so I sat there. I wasn't driving yet because he picked me up at the parents' house. Yeah. And I'm in there, and that's when it clicked. I was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be like. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've sat here five hours for one little thing and all this paperwork, I'm sure. I don't think this is for me. So... Um, I don't think you can go wrong with a business degree these days. Let's just put it that way. Yes. Right. So yeah. it worked out for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I never finished. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's it's hard when you're, you know, only seeing red not to plan for the future. And that uh, later on in life kind of came, came back and bit me in the ass too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I guess we could go so many directions with this right now. I want to know first. Yes, when you, when you were drafted by the Rockies or selected by the Rockies, were you tempted to go? I never, I never got the sense that you were like, no. Okay, there's a there, like that was even an option. <laughs> Not in the fiftieth. I probably would have had to pay them to go play. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, but, we were we were asking. Well, I well we can ask it. Well, I'll just ask it now. What was the signing bonus difference? Like, what was it between when you got drafted, 18th, right by? Yeah, and then fifty three. Was there or was there one? Um, oh gosh, it was uh, a difference <laughs> of probably about forty grand. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. a big yeah. difference. That is a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> forty. He said, like "I'd have to pay them to play." Or whatever. No, yeah, <laughs> literally. I'm not sure they would have just probably paid your ticket down to spring training. Yeah, That's we about were, it. We, yeah. we were yeah. joking. It was like a pack of Skittles, box of school, yeah. Yeah. something like that. Yeah. And in fact. Um, Greg Hopkins, who was the Rockies uh, uh, scout that drafted John Hallett mm-hmm. and myself, we just reconnected about three, four years ago. He's, a, oh, he's no retired way. and a fisherman down in Oregon these days. And really? Awesome. Somehow got a hold of me, and it's been kind of fun to talk. Right. Hallett was one or two years older than you, I think? Just one. So watching him, I know we're backtracking here a little bit, but watching him kind of go through that, um, I don't know how close you guys were or whatever, but I remember Hallad playing football for, for Central and, and uh, so know his story a little bit. And uh, what, Did that help getting used to scouts watching a teammate or were you not thinking that when you're 15, 16 years old? Absolutely. It was, um, you know, I think I was kind of more football focused. Big kid, good hands. Uh, until that sophomore year of summer league ball down there and seeing what the possibilities are with baseball. And mm-hmm. I knew it was pretty good at yeah. the ball. And um, when that happened with John, I was just like, holy cow, this is this is a real deal. This could happen. Right. So uh, I remember my, my, my junior year, I uh, stopped playing basketball because Howard was coming back for the off season. And it was a good chance we could all work out together. And that was about the first year they had the cages open. Yeah. And uh, we'd just go in there with Dan Kelleher to bring his big pro pal <laughs> yeah. device out and stick that in the middle of there and try and get you to hit the ball. And most of the time you wore it. Yeah. Because it was deflected. And <laughs> it, was, it was a bad idea. Uh, but uh, we'd go hit, go to the gym, go running, get ready for that next year. And I, th- I feel it was a good decision, even though I don't advocate kids, you know, so young 
like you see these days, just picking something so young. Um, I get wanting to be focused and everything, but geez, do a little bit of everything, stay active, stay fit, um, keep the possibilities open. Yeah. You'll get to the age where you kind of figure out what you're good at and take a yeah. direction. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So when you were getting, going through this process at Washington State and you got to knew it was going to start happening again, talk us through that process of where you were at in your career at Wazoo and then and then the actual draft. And the draft dates have changed so much. And you probably got a phone call or listened to the radio. Was that? And then I know that now it's on MLB Network. Right? Yeah. Um, I had a pretty good idea where I was uh, ending up. And... Um, I came home to Ellensburg, told the coach, uh, after I told the coach that I thought I was going to not be returning. And uh, so draft week, I'm sitting by the phone that first first day. Knew it wasn't going to be the top five. Must have been the second day. I can't remember how it went back then, but Mm -hmm. Indians called. So they got me in the 12th. My parents aren't home. I've got no agent. Oh. And I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm like, hey, great. Um, but they're like, we need an answer right now. I was like, well, yeah, I want to play. <laughs> yeah. But, at the, you know, I'm waiting on my parents to get home. You know, There's no cell phones. No cell phones. So it's not like, hey, dad. <laughs> and that quick, they just hung up. Really? Seriously? Yeah. Guess who they picked up in the 12th, which ended up being a really good thing for them. Yeah. Who's? Pena. Oh, geez, really? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that worked. Well, right? Dang. <laughs> puts it in perspective. Yeah. Well, <laughs> good good call. Wow. Uh, Jack Yui from the Angels Calls says, they, I don't know, an hour or two later, says, we got you the 18th. You ain't going anywhere. I'll call you again tomorrow. That's how it ended. That was it? Yep. Wow. How things have changed probably from. Yeah. So you get the phone call. They sign you. What's the, and then where you go? What's the process there? Uh, they came to town with paperwork, signed everything there. I think Dad's office or something. And um, uh, basically, a week later, here's your ticket, and we'll uh, we'll see you for short season. Okay. And uh, off to Boise we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those were uh, and <laughs> just got just got more fun there. You know, thereafter you just meet some really really good guys. The talent steps up. And uh, just each level. Was that intimidating, or did you welcome that challenge? I welcomed it, but I tell you what, the first play of the game, I'm over at first, and uh, this this kid, this kid, he must have been a second-year player or something because you could just tell. He didn't look like he belonged there. looked a little older, <laughs> and like he was half pissed that he was, he was there for second short season. And... Uh, he riffs this ball to short. Guy makes a great backhand play. Fires across the diamond. I think that we got this guy out by like five feet. And it was bang, bang. And I couldn't believe how fast that quick move from college ball to that went. Yeah. The first play. Uh, that was eye-opening. And uh, ended up having great, great game and great series. And ended off with a walk-off, double off the wall, and off a left-hander. <laughs> Came in to close, and that was pretty. That was pretty neat. Boise, they what they call is past that, and uh, you know when they're game ending, whatever, shut out, uh, walk off. 
You come back with some serious money at night. <laughs> really? Like, I remember two big bags I was holding, and you got to go put it in the change machine at the local supermarket yeah. the next day. And I want to say it was like sixteen hundred bucks. Oh, seriously? Whoa. I thought I was. I'm rich. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I could get used to this. Yeah. yeah right? Every night, no, keep me here. Yeah. Don't call yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Right here. Uh, um. So. It, uh, geez, um, you know, Boise Ball and Cedar Rapids got to play with guys like John Lackey. One of my best buds still to this day. His name's Tom Gregorio, and he just retired from the Angels as a uh, bullpen catcher. He was a roving instructor there for a while. Um, so anytime there in Seattle, run over there and see the boys. Albert Pujols, he still remembered me somehow. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Jeff Bott was our... Yeah. Uh, our our clubby or our cage guy over mm-hmm. at Wazoo and ends up over at the Rainiers and now does the visiting side at, at the at the big league field. Yeah. So that's uh afterwards, you know, go in there and you know, I remember talking with Trout about fishing, uh walking in uh seeing pole pools that was the night he um broke that record. He doesn't drink to this day. So they had champagne laid out for everybody. He's over there, got apple juice. Oh, really? Wine glass, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, he was down to earth. He was a pretty cool guy. Uh, played guys uh, against guys like Beckett and uh, Adam Dunn, yeah. Austin Kearns. Um, that was some, those were some fun times. <laughs> right at the end of that steroid area. Yeah. You wouldn't believe how many. How many guys that were uh, at spring training running across the border to? You wouldn't believe like most of them pitchers. I don't yeah. mean, call them out or anything like that, but uh, holy cow, crazy! <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Andro coming off the Andro years into college uh, first year. Yeah, McGuire Sosa thing. So, like I said, it was a pretty interesting and pretty unique time yeah. to be in baseball. That's for sure. You were there in the midst of all that. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's that was an experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, for um, for all of us common folk, we've only got to experience it through Bull Durham, the movie. I mean, <laughs> is it similar to that? Like, I mean, obviously the long road trips and, and all of that and the characters and the people you're dealing with. Absolutely. Really? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I felt more like that out at um, Cedar Rapids really? out in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe uh, Boise still felt a little too close to home. Right, right. But, man, you're talking about, you know, 13-hour bus rides from Boise to Everett or, like, Eugene. Seeing some of these old stadiums that were had a lot of history, that was pretty cool stuff. Um, sleeping underneath the seats, it was the most uncomfortable rides you've <laughs> ever been in your life. But, uh you know, you, that, that was the kind of the expressions. Like, man, playing for peanuts. It was shoot. We were four of us would split a car for like twelve hundred bucks, <laughs> bucks a piece, yeah. and uh, run it to the wheels fall off, and then just give give it back to the club when you're done. Yeah, and park it there for the next group of guys. <laughs> it was pretty fun stuff. That sounds awesome. Like some people might not say to me that would be like a that'd be so much fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It but was. It you're was young and tough financially, but you got by, and 
you, you, I mean, it was just, it was a blast. So did, so financially when baseball season was over, I mean, you always had to keep in shape and always perfect your craft, but you had to work. So would you come home to stay in Boise or Cedar Rapids? What, what did you do to pad the budget? I'd, uh, I was coming home and spending most of my time at Wazoo. I could still use the facility. Oh, okay. Still work out, use the gym, uh, the equipment. Um, and then, you know, occasionally I'd have to run home, help family down at the bait company. Um, or geez, I remember this, that one snow of 90, 97 or eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that was a big one. Bad when your family has some rentals around town and you got to get all the snow off the top of those roofs, flat roofs. Yeah. yeah I remember oh. going back oh. tendonitis in my railed elbow. <laughs> I couldn't throw the ball for three, four weeks. Oh no. Lots of. Lots of time spent in the training room. I remember coming back and I was pissed. My parents like, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing professional <laughs> baseball. You're, guys. Ruined, you're ruining my career. Yeah, uh, literally, yeah. physically. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I had to. At, at times, I had to come home and, and work. Um, but I always had to work um, during pack ball. Mm-hmm. We were cleaning up Douglas Family uh, Enterprise. Some of the rentals around Sela. Um, I was framing houses here in town for Willets, um, Shademans. Um, you know, in between summer league ball down in Humboldt County, um, framing houses there too. So uh, you're used to it. I was used to it, yeah. Um, and I don't ever remember, you know, being bitter about it. You got money in your pocket and uh, playing a game you love. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was it was fine. It was good times. Uh, I don't know. I feel like me swinging the hammer too was always good for the yeah strength and swinging a bat. So yeah. that was my thing. Manual labor is always the best way to work out. Yeah, it gets the muscles and a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I've been debating back and forth whether to ask this question, but I'm going to tell you my answer before I ask you. It was always when I realized when my baseball career was done was when a lefty from Western Oregon was throwing like 90 miles an hour and made me look like an idiot. Oh. And I was like, well, I'm not playing baseball anymore. You know, everybody gets told that. I mean, at what point did you know that this might be, this could be it? Uh, it wasn't anything that happened on the field. It was really? just unfortunate circumstances. Um, yeah. That last year after Cedar Rapids came, let's see, came home fine, healthy, went to spring training. I never had any good spring training, so I'll tell you that. Really? Oh my god, it was so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Hard time getting getting started. <laughs> it's just funny how it all went down. But come start start having this sore shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time that I'd ever remembered like literally booting three balls in a row, and it was like I was a magnet. Really? The next one was coming at me, and we were playing against. Um, Jim Horner, which was a wazoo. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a he was a senior when I was a freshman. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a short short career there as a as a player, and then in, ended up getting into coaching. Mm-hmm. And so it was a Seattle team, and uh, God, we were at our field in Mesa, and this is happening to me right in front of him, and I could just feel him cringing, yeah. and. Uh, you know, looking back at it now, it was more than just having an injury. 
some horrible spring trainings because mm-hmm. um, once the season got going, it was fine. Mm-hmm. But had Mo Vaughn in front of me, and then I played for Tom Kochman in, in Boise for two years. Mm-hmm. His son, Casey Kochman, mm-hmm. uh, first-rounder out of Florida, probably a million bucks or more. Yeah. Not a whole lot of room for <laughs> yeah. the guys in the middle. <laughs> and uh, and an injury. Um, you know, though, it... it um, yeah, that was tough uh, the day I heard about it. You just, you never think it's the day's going to come because, um, you know, you're, it's, it's some of those things that you can't control. Mm-hmm. I was putting in the work. That was never a doubt in my career. First guy there, last guy to leave. Always getting extra work in, um, doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing, not screwing off, not getting in trouble. And uh, so, looking back, um, you know, when you get to that level, politics is part of it, and staying injury free, and having a little bit of luck. And I was kind of striking out on all three. So it kind of, it kind of. What I was upset about was not having a a choice in it. Like yeah. you're let go. Well, if you saw this coming, or if you didn't think, you know, if you saw this setup with, you know, your first baseman from uh, single A ball through through uh, um, triple, uh, guys still putting up pretty good numbers for only playing half season the last year, mm-hmm. trade me, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I remember coming back, I mean, after that call with the dad and everything, come back home, that was pretty miserable. And I got that minor league handball uh, or uh, baseball handbook out. Mm-hmm. It's got every number to every organization and fax number really? to every organization in the book. Yeah, I came home, pulled out my stats. Pulled out everything I had, and I spent like two, three days down at the plant faxing all this shit to every one of the clubs. Mm -hmm. Still didn't get a call back. Oh, man. So, I'm not done yet. I'm like, now I'm really pissed. Mm -hmm. Go have surgery. No, I don't. I I get a cortisone shot. I get a call from the Corpus Christi White Wings. Probably number one team in that. In that in that lower Texas league mm-hmm. for many years, they said we want you to come down. So I hadn't had surgery yet. I get a cortisone shot. I'm feeling good. Go down there and the first infield, I hear this thing rip. Oh no! And like I'm like, oh shit. Well, I'm still throwing it. By the end of the practice, I'm like, I can't get the ball to the mound. And I knew what had happened. So I go tell coach, and I said, I gotta leave. I'm going to have to go get this cut. I was literally there for like two days, home on a plane. Back in the day, you didn't have to worry about insurance. If you were hurt and you go see Hershey or Brew or anybody, and I was having surgery in under a week. Mm-hmm. Rehab that winter. Get a call from Mariners and A's together. They both want to come over here to Central's Field and do a little workout in the spring. And feeling good. And uh, it was like an eye-opening moment. Um, on a couple fronts, it's like 
you, I don't think I was ever a very good um, baseball guy between, you know, knowing the game. I was, uh, my my physical ability and I guess some talent got me through most of it. Uh, fairly good hitter, but I don't think I was a, a great hitter between yeah. the ears. Uh, I just knew what I wanted and. And during that workout with those guys, before we went live, something just kind of clicked about pitch counts and everything. From that day forward, it's been totally different since. So, really, uh, I had the best workout of my life with those guys. Yeah, I totally thought I, they were impressed. Thought I'd be getting the call, and uh, and I did. But I go, <laughs> I go home and. Tell everybody what's happened, and uh, I think there's a good chance we're going back. And that's when my uncle made made this offer to come stay and work for the family. Yeah. And that quick, I kept, you know, I thought things, uh, that's when things kind of changed, and I kind of started um, thinking maybe maybe my, my luck's ran out, or, or uh, maybe it is time to... Um, Exit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it was a, a scene in Moneyball when they were sitting at the table with Billy Bean. And he's like, some every at one point everybody's gonna get told. Yeah. And that story is so different from everybody else. But the but I mean the ride that you were on, I mean, what an amazing ride of the path that you were able and the things that you were able to experience. I mean, that's just gonna only imagine how cool that was. Yeah, absolutely. It took a uh it took a few years. Um not to be mad at baseball anymore. Yeah. That's for sure. And it was when Sturkles and Ethan and uh, Kramer, some of those boys, um, God, I'm sitting here, they were juniors. Because mm-hmm. I remember spending more time this senior year. Um, my brother had been coaching for a few years, and he, he called up one day and he said, <laughs> he goes, hey, there's no obligation here. Why don't you just come out and take a look at a couple of these guys. And I was like, oh, I guess that, yeah, I'm not doing anything after work. I'll, I'll run out there for a sec. Mm-hmm. And after spending 30 minutes with these guys, you're just sucked right back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, this is, you know, this is why you play right here. And um, I kind of lit that fire for, for coaching, even though, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a volunteer, and my time's a little tough these days, but being involved as much as I can with these guys, I, I just love doing. We've got a great group of coaches that complement each other really well. I mean, find find another team that's got three sets of brothers. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and uh, an it's kind of this yin-yang thing. Um, you know, one of them's tearing them down, and the other one's building them right back up. <laughs> and I just happen to be that guy that loves building the kids back up. Or it works. Yeah. So you you already answered it, but I was just I was just gonna literally ask that, like how long were you mad at baseball or how long did it take you to watch the game or go to a game or anything? Did you have to like literally take a break from everything baseball or did you were you still able to enjoy the game as a fan? Oh or did you have to take a break? Yeah, I was uh, I don't know if it was taking a break, but my life fell apart for about three years mm-hmm. and all sorts of all sorts of ways, and uh, family got got me through that. And then and then Brian at one point 
told me to come out and see the boys. That was probably after. Oh shoot! I don't know. Six, seven years though. That was a little bit of a mess and upset all at the same time. And that's how long it took for to come back out and try again. That's and that's a hard transition. People don't realize for athletes. Like I've done this my whole entire life. This is what I've done for since I woke up in the morning. I went to bed every night for however many years, and all of a sudden I can't do this anymore. Yeah, that's horrible. It, yeah. It's it does suck terribly, and I. That, yeah, I totally under like it's a hard year. Totally. Yeah. Well, yeah. And there's probably a lot that goes I mean, there's a lot. Also, you know, people are probably expecting you, oh, he's gonna go play in the majors, you know, and, and not you know, coming back home was there a, like part of that like I let people down. Oh, totally. Or anything yeah, like you know, I'm, I'm I'm thinking of myself, like that would be that'd be a big one. Like oh, I didn't I didn't quite but the reality did it ever sink into you and maybe not yet, but I'm sure it did. Like you lived the dream. Every kid's dream to go play pro ball. You did it. Like, sure. You know, like, at, at, I don't even know how long that would take me to figure it out. But did it ever sink in? Like, I did do it. Yeah. I did I was, do it. Yeah. Totally. When I stopped being, stop being mad. <laughs> yeah. That's just, <laughs> right. It's just the way it is. You got to have some luck, stay injury free. And, yeah. And a uh, little bit of politics, which I can't agree with, but it's part of the game and you got to figure it out. And, um, that's just the way it is, and it's never going to end that way. You can you can see it all the way down into, you know, high school and and uh, some some uh, junior ball. Um, it's tough with coaches and parents and who's going to play and all that stuff. It's right. it's it, that's that's never changing. No, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to accept when you're in it. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to. Yeah. Well, I, oh, I would never, you know. I've always been good with kids. I've always enjoyed working with kids on the side and stuff when I was uh, high school, college, and pro ball. But I would have never thought um, I would have been part of a, a coaching team. Yeah. And uh, let alone, I would have never thought in a million years that I couldn't have a ring of some sort, state champ, um, minor league ball, or, or or anything else. And all of a sudden, I'm I'm a part of three state titles here so it's oh, just pretty yeah. pretty neat yeah i mean Holy one of the God. coolest chapters in ellensburg bulldog right history. oh definitely yeah what you guys have been through and what you guys have been able to accomplish there for yeah and how many final fours you've been to not just only the state championships <clears throat> yeah. yeah that's just amazing and right. what's cool is that at some point it sounds like you you rid off your baseball career like that's it i'm done but lo and behold like your baseball career's got some state titles and a lot Dang more right. to totally. it than just yeah than just you know your that's awesome. Yeah, once you once you accept it and let it go, yeah, things are okay. And then you look back at all these relationships and stuff you created on the way. Right, right. And she's uh, how lucky am I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I was having that conversation with somebody about like the majority of our friends and people we're around is strictly because of baseball. Yeah, like there's so much good that came from time of being a part of like the best friends that we have. Right. Totally. And where I'm at today and where you're at today. Yep. It'd be from baseball. Yep. The fact and that you can make my kids happy just by putting a little red thing on a fishing hook and taking it out there from Potsky Bait and, <laughs> and making everybody happy when the fish are biting those. Yeah. <laughs> I want to switch gears here mm-hmm. and ask you the shift. What do you think about the, the rules going into this season? Are you talking for college ball? 
the professional, the, Pro. how they've outlawed the shift. Oh, oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I, you know, here's the other part. It's like, my brother is a sports fanatic nut. Football and baseball, he can tell you all the stats, all the guys going back, I don't know how many years. He's watching it every day. Um, up until about the week before the Super Bowl, I couldn't even tell you who was <laughs> going to be in it. Yeah. Uh, I pay a little more attention to um, MLB. Um, right. And uh, I think there's so many things going on in in sports that, that uh, I don't know if it's because I've been out of it so long or it's just kind of a different, you know, cut from a different cloth. Um, I just try not to, uh, I'm sure I'll have an opinion at some point, but I just haven't given a lot of thought. Mm-hmm. This NIL thing is killing me. Um, I've kind of on the fence on a lot of things. And uh, I just try not to get too involved with the politics of it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I call that getting old. That's what I call it. I'm getting, <laughs> yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting too old for crap, man. I'm getting yeah. too old for it. Yeah. I don't even care. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how I put it. Mm-hmm. I can't care about this stuff anymore. Just no. Change it so much. There's more yeah. important things rolling around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't know what to tell you on this one. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I mean, we'll that's actually it. the answer. I mean, yeah. who knows? Yeah. And then I don't even know if the people in charge know is the thing. So, <laughs> but I yeah. guess, you know, one thing I've been an advocate over the years is, is some of the little ways to help speeding up any game. Um, I don't know if fair or unfair is a, it's a word for this, for the shift. I don't know. Yeah. Right. We were just talking about that earlier. I was. We were talking about speed, speeding up the game, and you know whether we like it or not. Yeah, I was a fan yeah. as well. Of like, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And are you a fan of yay or nay on Robo Wump? No, I'm out. Keep the human element. Part of the fun yeah. was cast yeah. an umpire because keep it's the awful. human yeah. element. Yeah. No. It's, it's what about you? Um, I like the human element. I, yeah. You do. Totally. Yeah. 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 It's 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 more of a game when you have to like, as a pitcher, you got an umpire that's calling a certain zone and the hitter knows it. Like, that's part. That's that means part of the game, game changes every that's, day. Right, it's part of the game. We're talking amateur versus pro. Yeah, maybe there's a line you draw somewhere there. Uh, replay footage, stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, at some point, are you going to? Uh, when are they going to? I mean, you're going to run out of things to uh, debate and talk about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's going to be the most boring thing. Oh, let's review it. Yeah. <laughs> let's see yeah. who that is. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Uh, no, you got to have someone to yell at. Yeah. When the yeah. umpire's having a bad day, I think that's just part of the character you, of the you game. You can't speed up the game and review everything at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Heck no. It doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah. Heck no. So, yeah. I'm all for, I don't know how I feel about reviews. Mm. I, sometimes I'm in for it. Sometimes, I guess it depends on whether it's benefiting my team or not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, as we wrap this thing up, I want to ask, what's new with Potsky Bait? 
what do we got going on the shelves now? What, what's we? What's the? What's the? Hot, what's the? I don't know. We're not supposed to tell fishing secrets on air, and I won't tell anybody. I promise. What's what's biting the most right now? <laughs> and what should I be buying and using? Yeah, I'll share the fishing secrets. I just can't share some of the. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> some of the stuff we use. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, the biggest addition in the last few years is we bought a, um, a company out of the Midwest called Atlas Mikes. Okay. And they are a spitting image company of ourselves. Do salmon eggs. Uh, floating dough baits. Um, everybody knows about lunker lotions and stuff like that for all the different types of fish, salmon, steelhead, sturgeon. Uh, they've got a great accessory lineup for um, tying stuff onto hooks, stretchy threads, mm-hmm. securing baits. They've had this huge mallow lineup anywhere you go. Cabela's, Walmart, you'll, uh, you'll, uh, you'll see the Atlas name. It's been around a long time. That company over the years bought some of these other companies, mm-hmm. built themselves up, and then uh, the two brothers, which Atlas Mike's company, we were actually buying, we've been buying eggs from them every year. This goes back to their father and my grandfather. Oh, wow. So we got this little, here's kind of like baseball, you got this little um, friendly competition, and, you know, your competitors during the season, but uh, you got to work together to get eggs for yourselves and kind of be partners on this thing so nobody else steps in there and starts taking them. Um, we're, uh, we're doing, um, we're trying to create a few new items with some cool looks and swirls to them for the floating dough baits, and then uh, we're outsourcing a few new items, uh, kind of, oh, smaller, more affordable Soft plastic eggs, soft mm. worms. We got into the hooks and floats now. So, nice. um, yeah, we're uh, keep chipping away. Absolutely. Yeah. I know the other day I took my daughter through wherever we were buying it from, and she has her favorite color, color is purple, and as a fan of the Cougars, I'm like, no. <laughs> we can't do that, Ellie. Sorry. No, Dad. I think we need to get the purple one. <laughs> Fine. That's a good thing you're a cutie. <laughs> so, uh, but, well, Casey, I know that we've been looking forward to this one. And, and even before you and I talked, we had been talking about this. And this interview did not disappoint. We truly thank you for taking time to come on and share your story. And what an amazing story it is. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. It was, uh, you know, looking back, it was pretty, pretty cool. And, uh, no regrets. And, and, uh, you, uh, you know, when it's over, it's over. But, uh, when you're in the, when you're in the middle of it, play like there's no tomorrow and get your hacks in. Absolutely. Get three of them, make them count. Yeah. <laughs> Dang right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you again. And, and, uh, we appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, you bet it. Yeah. Thanks guys. <laughs>